1: Just before we get to our next guest, mm. let's just uh, prime ourselves with a bit of Champions League action from the Young Boys.
0: Come on, we Young Boys. for the corner. Miscued header, rather, from the Summit. The boys still have it.
1: Oh, and it's two. A mistake by goalkeeper Glazer. And Young Boys have doubled their advantage. What about the young boys, Brian, They've picked up a win, their third ever in Champion League history, mm. and I'm pleased to say a man who is all across this who's a champion of Australia himself. I'm talking about the great Mark Bozza Bosnich joins the run with Joel and Fletch. Bozza, come in.
2: Good afternoon, gentlemen. I hope you can hear me OK. Oh, we, we can,
1: we hear, can you great, hear you great, but okay. there's an elephant in the room. We need to just rip this Band-Aid straight off. Is there a beef between yourself and Bears head Brian Fletcher? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian souffle. There's no, there's no
2: beef. I just said last week. I said we didn't even talk about the Champions League, but we spent about mm. three or four minutes on a souffle. So we just need to swap it round. That's all. Yeah, okay. no, that's fine. Let's, I'm let's talk I'm... about the action first, and then we'll get yeah. on to the souffle. Well, let's talk about <laughs> the young boys. Our team, Bozza Our team, two zip. Your team, <laughs> good your zaps. team. Players, just like, Joel, just like Joel said, only their third win ever. But yes. more importantly for them, their win guarantees them a place in the Europa League. So whoever finishes third. In their Champions League groups, they dropped down to the Europa League. So their their win against Red Star Belgrade assured that they would qualify in that group where Manchester City and Leipzig had already qualified, but Manchester City were 2-0 down uh, on uh, last, well, this morning, our time, and came back and won 3-2, so that guarantees them first place. That's fantastic. Boz,
0: with the young boys, is there any international superstars playing for them? Not really, but they have a lot no. of good young
2: players. A, a, a lot of good young players, as a lot of these teams do from all around the world. So no no superstars per se at, at the moment, you have to say. But uh, they're, they're, as they are shown, they showed last year, remember, against Manchester United, um, that uh, that they're a handful. Simple as that. And uh, and uh, Erling Haaland as well, guys, that's 19 goals in, in uh, 14 games in the Premier League and Champions League by, with his goal last night. Against uh, RB Leipzig, he's an absolute machine. Well,
0: how would you do, how would you defend him? How, how, if you're a goalkeeper and, and he's in the he's in the uh, in the box, so yeah. to speak, what are you doing? Are you sledging him, Boz? How, well, how no, well, into I, this I think, look,
2: it, yeah. When somebody's in that type of form, you've got to, as everyone does. You've got to watch them a lot. And when I say watch them a lot, I mean a lot of uh, video, whatever you want to call it, analysis to see if he if he does anything. That represents any type of pattern that you can basically know what he's going to do just beforehand. And from a goalkeeper's perspective, if you know what someone's going to do just beforehand, you can leave that split second early and you can make the impossible saves possible.
0: Right. What's his go? Is he more of a, uh, does he use his head or is he left foot, right foot? Or he's got everything. Well,
2: he, he's, the, number one, number one, he's got a fantastic team behind him. They're arguably be the best team in the world at the moment. They create chance after chance after chance for him. So he can afford to miss a couple, uh, and it doesn't really matter because he knows he's going to get even more chances. Uh, but he's, he's touched, he's paced, uh, everything really. Uh, there's, there's nothing really that you look at him and sort of think, well, he really needs to work on that. Um, he's, at such a young age, pretty much the finished product.
0: So, Boz, when does it end? Because it just seems to, when does Champions League finish?
2: Right, so so we're on match day five as, as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so the match day six will be in two weeks' time. And then there will be a break, while a lot of countries have their winter breaks or go back to their leagues, uh, to about early February. And that, that will start the knockout phases of the two legs.
1: Right. Hey, Boz, What about this morning? So huge emission, late omission. I'm interested to see how the team adjusted. The team of Stan Sport, Rushton's out. He's out of play. Yeah. How, how did you fill the void? How did you cope with it? sans Rushton? Well, well, Craig Foster took
2: over it and took it over it very well. He was he was he was smooth as. Uh, and uh, we obviously had a little bit more time to talk. So we, uh, with the guests that we had on, uh, we, we we were able to talk. But. Uh, for Craig Foster to do that last minute and do it so smooth, so classy, so cool, uh, was a, that was an excellent job. I, I must say, a little bit better job than those VAR officials did in Paris for, for that game where Newcastle were 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 really hard done by by that last minute penalty decision that, that Mbappe um, equalised with. But that, that that could be absolutely huge in context of that group.
0: I, I was I was watching the same game and I was just thinking. But that's not what VAR is meant to be, because I think it's causing more it's issues and problems than it was brought in for at the moment. Like, I would love an explanation uh, from all the officials as to why they thought it was a penalty when nearly the whole world, including my friends at Three Steps Cafe uh, and Bondi, thought the opposite, XMB.
2: Yeah, absolutely spot on there, Fletch. <laughs> uh, and there's... there's, there's, there's <laughs> I, love, I love how you put it, but we'll, we'll talk about that later, how you put it later. Yeah. You're absolutely spot Too on, fun. because it wasn't brought in that. You know, and this is a. It's, it's always been a, a massive, you could say, friction amongst the football community, whether or not it's handball. But the way that they've done it now, where you wait for one, everyone to go a little bit more stricter, but then you've got leagues like the Premier League saying, no, we're going to do it, it's just pretty much confused everyone. And that decision against Liverpool, like I said, really just left everybody baffled. And, and that really sums everything up at the moment. They're confusing everybody because of the different interpretations. How, the you know, this is a referee as well, by the way, Simon Marciniak, who refereed the World Cup final in 2022. Really good, I must add. But how he and the VAR officials can look at that and decide that's handball, it really does leave open to question uh, pretty much, you know, the, the whole reason of having it in the first place. Now, I've been a big fan. I still am a big fan. But they've got to sit down and say, listen, let's just keep it for what it was for. And that's for clear and obvious decision that was no way it wasn't a penalty in my opinion anyway because his arm was in a completely natural position and actually came off his body first so even under uefa's more strict guidelines it's not a penalty i would love to be able to hear from the referees afterwards whether it be Marciniak, the main referee or the vr officials how did you come to that decision because right at this moment in time if you go through any football especially all around europe everyone's having problems because everyone's confused our game has sold itself and become the world's most popular game on being as simple as game as possible. What they're doing now basically is complicating things and it's starting to turn people off.
0: So, Boz, it, you know, the NRL's got a bunker where all, all these yeah. sort of decisions are made. How, how does the soccer world, with, with their VAR, is it just like by match, match by match? Is it always at that no, stadium? Well, no,
2: no, look, the, the handball thing is a contentious issue because, like I said, the Premier League have actually said to UEFA we're not going to have the guidelines as strict as you are. Now, I can understand that in one instance because the Premier League is the most popular sporting competition in the world because they do let a lot more things go, but it's led to a lot of confusion. So what actually happens is, like, whatever incident happens in the pitch, the VR are looking at everything, and then they, have, they haven't they have got the right to say to the referee, go and change the decision, but they've got what they can do is say, you might want to go and have a look at that. Now, what's that become is pretty much a, a kind of great, very rare that we've had referees go and look at the screen and say, you know what, no, I'm going to stick with my own decision. Nearly, I would say, close to eight or nine times out of ten, when they go to the screen, you know that they're going to overturn the decision or go the other way. And this is what I'm saying. They should just turn around and say, look, refs, if you still think that your decision is right, you stick with it. But this type of thing, like I said, this is like minute. If you got the, if you got the vision and have a look at it, the, the Paris player basically plays it against Livromenko's uh, chest from about, literally, from about half a metre away. It flicks up and maybe glances his elbow, which is in a completely natural position. And how they could give a penalty, this is, like the, the, this is what's really perplexing everybody, is, is beyond me. And this is like what you said at the start. You're exactly right. We need to have the opportunity for officials to be able to explain themselves afterwards. Now, the other thing is, and I actually said this to somebody in football quite some time ago, I remember uh, in the NRL, probably about what, well, I think it was about four or five years ago, maybe a little bit longer, where it got to the point where too much was being reviewed. I think we're at that stage now. I think it needs to calm down and just go back to of ov- clear and obvious decisions. And at the moment, they're not. They're overdoing it. And maybe even seriously consider, and I never thought I would say this, but seriously consider allowing captains from both teams to have it to have a challenge Cap- because challenge, like I said, at yeah. the moment well at, at the at the moment like i said it's 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 really not being impl- i mean it was a great intention at the start overall i would still say even after what happened la- that last night stroke this morning it has been a, something that has been better for the game but that opinion of mine is slowly fading away and changing because what happened last night was really a travesty of justice
0: uh, Boz, what about the goal by Alejandro Garnacho? Alejandro. The bicycle, the bicycle goal. Is, is, that, <laughs> is, that up, is that up? Am I saying his name correctly? Garnacho. Yeah,
2: Garnaccio. Yeah, you did. Garnacha. Alejandro Garnaccio, the Argentine player for uh, Manchester bicycle. United, scored an unbelievable goal on the weekend for Manchester United against Everton. Quite reminiscent of Wayne Rooney's, for those who are old enough to remember, literally over, uh, what, 12 years ago. And then that brings us to the next point. Tomorrow morning, Manchester, that's our early game. We're doing a doubleheader. Galatasaray play Manchester United in Turkey. If Manchester United lose, then they cannot qualify for the knockout stage and that would be an absolute disaster. So, huge game tomorrow morning for Manchester United, who in the league have been tracking okay, but every time they've come up against, you have to say, a real test, uh, mm. whether it be pressure of the game or a quality opposition, uh, they've sort of fallen a little bit by the wayside. But Look, I spoke to somebody about two weeks ago who said, like, regardless of what's going on at the moment at Manchester United, the manager in Ten Hag is perhaps the safest ship in the port. And I just said, what about if they don't qualify for the Champions League knockout stage? He said, well, that could change very quickly. So it's one of those defining games when you look back at the end of the season, you'll say, well, either that game turned it for us, our season around, or that was the, sort of the beginning of the end. So huge game in the morning.
0: Hey, Boz, so Luke's text through, and Now, this is not me. He wants to know, he said, can you please ask Mr. Bosnich his pesto recipe and his pasta of choice when you make your pesto? Because you, you were talking about that. You were talking My about that. This of is talk- not no, it's okay. We've this done the majority souffle, of what we're no. here for,
2: no problem. My pasta of choice would, look, I, I like to do that sauce. I've told you about that before, yes, Sledge. I no. like to do that, that ragu sauce, mm. which takes oh. three to four hours. So I really like to do
0: that. Yeah, but what about the pasta? You go on the shells, you go on the fettuccine, oh, the penne, penne, penne. But right, the shells yeah, are rank. I know shells spaghetti's the
2: rank. most popular pasta, but spaghetti the most popular pasta. But if you speak to overwhelming amount of Italians, yeah. they'll say it's not the best pasta to use, especially with the sauces, because it doesn't stick to the. You know the, the, the actual spaghetti does to the
0: sauce properly, and you, and you can stick your angel hair, yeah. the right, angel <laughs> hair pasta, up right, your ganacheo too. Because <laughs> I've got no, i got no business with that. I've got no business with angel hair. It's, it doesn't taste like anything.
1: So we've we've whacked angel hair. Yeah, we've we've whacked the Dennis committee, right? Yeah. We're all aboard the penne, are we? the because
0: you need something to go through that little, yeah. little hole, anyway. I, I, uh, I, Boz, but seriously. Um,
1: I don't mind the spiral go.
0: spiral's pretty good. Um, Terry Venables, who passed away during the week. Yeah. I know you, um, you were pretty close to him and um, sad. Yeah. yeah, Hit me between
2: the eyes, I, I, I've got to say. And oh. uh, that was uh, ironic because it was Sunday night and I was just waiting up to watch one of his old teams, uh, Tottenham Hotspur, play against one of my old teams, Spurs, and, and, and the message comes through. I'm very, very sad. Um, I, a wonderful, wonderful manager. When you talk about the modern-day... You know, great managers like Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp. He, he was, you know, that innovative manager of his day. Uh, he went to Spain and won La Liga with Barcelona. He was, a, speaking about the Champions League, it was then called the mm. European Cup. He was a penalty shootout away uh, from winning uh, the European Cup, which would have been the first time in Barcelona's history. Um, and uh, he, he had a fantastic time with England. He really revolutionised the way they played in Euro 96. And even though we didn't qualify here, he opened up people's minds, including mine, uh, into a different way and a different way of playing football and interpreting football. Um, so wonderful, wonderful man as well. Uh, that goes without saying a, a little bit different to a lot of managers that I had mm-hmm. who used to like to draw that line and stay a little bit away from you. He was absolutely OK in being close to his players. And one of those people as well, just in general, who when he walked through and not only had a present, but made everybody around him Feel very special. So, um, massive sympathies and condolences to his wife, Yvette, and his family and friends. he's got plenty of friends over here in Australia. It's a football's a, a it's, it's a weaker place without him around.
1: Well said, Boz. Mm. That's a uh, re- really nice how you've addressed that. That's for sure. And uh, of course, Ange Postacoglu ha- has done something similar. Now he's has hit the wall a little bit, Ange. Which I suppose, Boz, that we were sort of half anticipating. Um, yeah. where do you see his season now at Tottenham?
2: Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, we said that. You know, we, you know, those with a little bit more of a, you could say, experience, they're, they're like ourselves you knew that, you know, in sport, there are ups and downs, and especially in a 38-game season. And, you know, Tottenham, uh, as big a club as they are, they haven't got the depth in squad. Uh, we, we always said that when there were going to be injuries and suspensions, when that, which they have got, and things aren't going for them, in terms of luck wise, which against Aston Villa it wasn't, they had enough chances to win that game, uh, like two times over. That so was going to be a real test of their resilience and character, it is because they've lost three on the trot, regardless. And they've got Manchester City away this weekend, followed by West Ham, and then followed by Newcastle. So, three games they could easily lose, uh, and it's going to be a, a massive test of, of everyone. And look, one of Andrew's greatest strengths is his stubbornness. Um, that's one of the reasons why he's got so far and he's had success in the past. Um, but that can also turn into a weakness if you're, not, if you're not willing to adapt. He's just got to cut his cloth accordingly, according to the plays that he's got available right at this moment in time. Whether he'll do it or not, I don't know. A lot of people who, who are really close to him who played under said he'll never do it. But he's just got to be a little bit careful because he hasn't managed in a league with this type of quality. And when you're playing against the top, top sides, um, they can do that to you, regardless of you can have all the play and be the better team. But because they are what they are in terms of the quality they have, those type of things can happen. It may be a time where it's a personal test for him to say, look, I know what my principles, are, I know what I'm about, but maybe I might just tweak, not change, but just tweak things a little bit just for the sake of uh, getting us out of this little rut.
1: Now, Bozza, uh, a lot of the listeners are still sort of commenting about, uh, is, oh, look, uh, is it still frosty between Bozza and Fletcher? Now, I'm going to put this mm. to bed right now. Yeah. Let's play a bit of give and take, Brian. Stop, hang on. It's no, not no. frosty on my
0: behalf. No, I don't believe it I is. I love Boz. I don't believe it is. One but of the great broadcasters of Australia.
1: We can put it to bed like this, a bit of give and take. Yeah. You give him, after he's given you, you give him his burger rep- recommendation here at War Burgers. Mm. Well, there's plenty to choose from, but there's an outstanding number one, I think.
0: And then, Bozza,
1: in the meantime, Fletch, your topic today for Wacky Team Wednesday yes. is...
0: Is a uh, Lotharios. Are you familiar, Bozza, with the terminology, a Lothario?
2: Type of, it, I, I think it's sort of type types of... Uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think just off the top of my head, and remember, the line is starting to break up a little bit here. That means <laughs> it's somebody yeah. who's, um, you know, who's, who's quite
0: persuasive with the women.
1: Yes, which what George Best he was. He would have known... Lothario Central over there. George
0: Best, uh, the great uh, footballer (laughs) who passed away 19 19 years ago on Monday. Um, He's made my team because he was a bit of a womaniser. Now, in his early days, would Dwight York fit into this team?
2: <laughs> I think he would probably fit in his category right now. <laughs>
0: okay, that's right now. Right. <laughs> Where would I play him? Where am I putting All Night Dwight in a rugby league? Is he a six? Is he a nine? Is he a four? Oh no, Dwight,
2: Dwight, Dwight Dwight's going to be a six or seven. Okay. He's going to be a six or seven. Well, yeah, he's going to create. Got... He's going to create. I, I would put. I, I would put Dwight, someone like a little bit more like a Brett Kenny, who could create and could score yeah. tries as well. Oh, so that's I got exactly Shane, what... So I got Shane he's, Warne, he's that type of player.
0: Boz, i got Shane Warne at six and Stephen Hawking at seven. Um, <laughs> could he complement those two Lotharios maybe as, as a running lock? Just sort of... Uh, I, look,
2: because he's that type of person, if he puts his mind to something, he can do it. Okay. I would say, okay. But if you really, if, if you said to me, look, if you've got that type of quality in your team, you'd pretty much win all your games anyway. But cool. if you said to me, look, this is a game win or lose this is this is a game for your life so if, if you want to guarantee winning that game because it's life or death you put Dwight at number 6 you'll
1: win Okay. now Bozza the music's up hard out coming up in a, in a word you're a Parramatta supporter if you can only have one player go in as an immortal is it Price is it Kenny is it Sterling Mark Bosnich picks who uh, one word um, I'll get back to you oh, <laughs> Friday you've got to tell us Friday here it's at Wall Burgers the, the burger
2: tip Brian for, for Bozza Jenny
0: Yep. Jenny.
2: Yeah you there yep, guys. Jenny. Stay out. Stay dry, everyone. We've just had the do. biggest Righto. deluge ever here in the city.
0: Heavy See deluge. you on Friday,
2: Boz, uh, here
1: at Wahlburgers. See mate, you on Dennis. the professor.
0: Dennis the deluge. <laughs> 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 the run
1: home with Joel and Fletch. Stan's board, thank you for giving us, Bozzer as well. Doing great things. Thanks, Stan. All Dan. things Champions League. Tomorrow live, and exclusive in 4K. Arsenal take on Lens at 6.45 a.m.